Blog Talk Radio. I recently quit my job and took on a new venture in life. Welcome to Music from People I Know, where I catch up with friends, past and present, and talk about our music, inspiration, and passions with a 15-year profession. I have met a lot of cool and interesting oh, people here. to share stories. Well, that was a weird intro there. All right. Hey, guys. Um, so on air, I've got uh, Evan Breeze and Charles Lilly on the on the phone with us today. Um, hello. It's going to be a great show. Hi, hello. Hey, is this Evan right there? And uh, where's Char- Charlie at? I'm here. That That's you right you there? Me? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And, and Evan, you there? I'm here. I'm here. All right. Cool. Excellent. We're all here. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, guys. So, um, Charles plays for a, a bunch of local theaters and um, musician, or uh, rather, uh, um, concert bands and symphonies. And Evan does a bunch of touring as a technician for uh, drums and sound. Um, they've both worked quite a bit in the industry and been doing it for quite a long time and I've met them Char- Charles was in my first band Missing Johnny and Evan was in a band after that with me just shortly after actually so we've known each other for what going on 12 to 13 years yes uh, so, uh, 2005 I feel like I met you right and Charlie yeah. I met you in so what we, like 98 high school uh, yeah <laughs> Got it. When we were like in high school. Since high school. <clears throat> yeah, it's been since high school since we talked, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, man. So, unfortunately, we weren't able to get you to uh, log in uh, to the show directly. We had to have you call in. So, we're not going to be able to do some of the live stuff I wanted to do. But I do have, I do have some of the music set up for you. So, we'll be listening to some of his music and we'll listen to some of uh, Evan's drumming and stuff like that. So, um, you know, Charlie, when you were young, what was your draw to music? I think um, when I was younger, my, my parents or my, and my mom would, they'd take me to musical concerts, like free ones at the library, or sometimes like uh, they'd take me to USC football games and I'd see the marching band there, and I just thought that was so cool. All right, so you were like uh, into the marching bands, and that's that's really what got you... Uh, influenced into it you're just like there was a draw to it from that yeah right on hey evan so so what influenced you to pick up the drums was there an instrument that you played before that you know i started playing drums when i was like eight years old so when i was six i played a little bit of piano and uh my, my uncle when i was like eight or nine years old bought me a drum set my first drum set so that was basically my first thing was just making noise. Maybe I had a snare drum first, but but uh, I, yeah, I think my first instrument was a snare drum, and then I got the rest of the kit um, when I was probably like <laughs> nine. So uh, yeah, it was, it was all a loud kid. Right on. So so we could all agree that making noise was the fun part. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> yeah. Right so, by, by so Evan, were you ever the fun part? 
Yeah, right? New instruments and new toys. I love it. Yeah. I just got a new <laughs> mixer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so Evan, did you take band, or were you a rock drummer from the start? Um, I guess when I was young, I just tried to pick up whatever I could, and, and from, like, lessons, I guess I learned some rock tunes. But, uh, like, middle school and high school, I was in, I was in band and marching band, and, uh, concert and, and like drum line and I did all this stuff, you know. So it wasn't just uh, right. So, just playing rock. I, I, I got a lot of lessons in that as well. Right on. And then, uh, so Charlie, you know, we've talked about the Missing Johnny and they've been on the show and stuff. Um, can you tell us what your experience was like? With being in Missing Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good, or I think like I think you just asked me in like in band class or something one one day and I said yes and I don't know you guys had already had a couple of tunes going and uh, I think Tom Tom Kendall knew like knew some of the horn lines so he just like quickly got me up to speed and it was a blast and great from there on. Yeah, you know I had a great time in that band. Here I'm gonna play a track that we've we've played on the show before. I just want everybody to kind of get an idea of what uh, Missing Johnny was like. Imagine that with horns, and actually that was one of the songs that we played, and we ended up replacing, when the horn going left, we replaced it with another guitar player and kept that song, um, uh, and so that that was one of our songs that we played. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I was going to try and play along with it, but I, couldn't, I didn't recognize it. Yeah, that was uh, Absent. I don't know. It was it was one of the new songs that we had written when you were in the band just before the horn line left. And I don't even know what happened with that. Do you remember what happened to the horn line? Um, I thought like one one day like uh, what was it, the other guitar player like Mike King like said he 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 had it or something and left one one rehearsal or something and then I don't know we just we <laughs> must have been us because yeah I guess you guys got got back together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird. So you know, music should be something that you learn in school. Um, but do you think it comes from somewhere? Does it come from where? From somewhere else. Oh, it's it's definitely something kind of built in, like in in your anatomy and stuff. Because it's I don't know. Everyone everyone says everyone loves music and. It's something from within always, and yeah. Evan, what do you think of that? You know, I think it just, uh, I think there's like a natural ability that people have, and like learning can can hone in your ability. I think it helps out a lot so you can find a direction and and get technique down, but I don't don't think like learning, uh, like, 
passion or like soul and music can be learned. It's just something that you got to feel from somewhere. Right. But there's a lot of fundamentals that have to be learned, right? Oh, of course. You can't just do it out of nowhere. You can, I mean, like even like technique with guitar and drums, you do it wrong. You can get bad carpal tunnel and stuff like that. You always, you always want to like get the best tone you can possibly get out of your instrument. But you know, some people uh, just out of the gates are naturally talented and, and can get that tone right away. And other people that have to strive and work for it. Right. I've always been one of those people that have to strive and work for it. I don't know. It doesn't come like supernatural, but I get it. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I've been struggling for life. Me too. <laughs> so, 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 Charlie, fundamentals you today. Went, <laughs> so you went, you went to college and studied. You went, hey, do you have headphones available? I'm wearing them. Cause you're wearing them, okay. Um, Evan, do you have the headphones available? Uh, just a second. Am I, get... Awesome. It might be me. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it might be. Um, so you went to, to college and studied. You, you, you had mentioned uh, you studied at USC. Um, where else have you studied, and how long has it, uh, have you been studying? Is it uh, a constant effort to get better? Where what is that about? Like, where does that come from? Oh, well, I started getting private lessons, like, um, at the end of middle school. And then I've had kind of a private teacher, different ones, but all the way through. And then, um, all, all the way through high school. And then I went to, uh, went to Cal State Long Beach first for a bachelor's degree in trombone performance. And then later, like you mentioned, USC for a master's in music. So you have a master's. Are you uh, planning on continuing your education further, or are are you done getting an education? I'm done. I'm done learning. I tried a, a doctoral master or yeah, doctoral musical arts or something. Tried one semester, and it was <laughs> that was way too academic for me. I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't, <laughs> so, I couldn't. I couldn't go on any in higher education if I tried because I did and I didn't put in the time because I was <laughs> playing and just wanted to play now so so you you would much rather just spend the time playing and getting better than learning more of the fundamentals that you already know the for me the uh the dma only like allowed uh student having that degree only allows that you can teach collegiately you can teach at a college oh so that's all it does yeah so it, it didn't really have like more benefits to playing, it seemed like, in the one semester I did it. Right. Well, here, I'm going to play some of Evan's drumming. I want you guys to hear it, because he's actually one hell of a drummer. This is him, This song is... What's that? It's, uh, that's you a, back? That's a cover. That's a cover song. Yeah, it's a drum cover. It's a drum cover. I was going to talk about that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs>
So was that stuff learned? Like, did you learn to have the timing to be able to do that? So tight and so, you know, like crisp. Well, how, how much practice did you put in to get that? You know, uh, I just always loved technical music, man. So uh, just, uh, I guess learning those kind of songs is always something that I wanted to do. So it's not something that always came supernatural, but learning odd time and, and, and like weird uh, dynamic stuff was always uh, something fun for me. Right on, right on. So we met at Musicians Institute. You took the uh, drum program there, right? Or a percussion institute? I did. The PIT program. Yeah, PIT. Do you ever think of continuing your education, or are you done doing that? Um, you know, I think I might be done uh, with my education on music. Um, I think I've learned a lot and a lot of techniques, but at the end of the day, I, d- I don't know if it just ended up stifling some creativity and uh just i mean i had a good experience but i think there's a lot of things to learn um just by playing with other people and uh you know music uh is something that i want to be fun more than anything so so you don't want it to be a career so much right you know like the playing part I, i work hand in hand with it and uh, I think playing part would be great, but um, where I'm at currently, I don't think it's uh, where I'm at today. I mean, maybe in the future it'd be great, but uh, I would I don't see myself uh, currently doing it. So we can say that both of you guys are professional music musicians. Evan more so on the technician side, being professional, but you filled in and have played some pretty major shows, and you know. Um, is there someone who you're trying to gain approval of, or is this something that you do purely for yourself? And this is for do both you guys. Oh, do you want to start, Johnny? Or it's Charlie, excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> um, very much or for me, like the way I get all my jobs are through contractors that then hire me for other gigs. And most of them, they're just other musicians. So, Playing at like a gig, you never know who's going to be like hearing you. And then there's been so many times where I've played a rehearsal and someone's like, Hey, you sound great. Like, are you free these dates? Like, I got a group we're putting together. I'm like, Yeah. Right on. <laughs> more approval so, would be, uh, more, more approval I'm looking for would be, uh, impress a, an audition committee for, for some. Yeah. Um, for, for like a major symphony or something like that, right? Yeah. Haven't cracked that one yet. So do you, do you ever try out for the big symphonies or in like the big pop orchestras or do you uh, just keep it for locals so far? No, oh, I haven't traveled too much. I, I auditioned for a San Diego symphony about a year ago and didn't get called back. But yeah, I've also you been getting get auditions. And, nah. Man, that's got to be a disappointment. What's that like? <laughs> it's like you try and you try and take away like a make it a learning experience, and but yeah, it just kind of sucks. You just kind of like uh, go home, find a bar, drink for a little bit because you put a lot of time, effort into it. But yeah, you try and take away make it a learning experience when you don't get it. 
Right. So, so you try to figure out something to learn from it, make a negative into a positive. Yeah, they 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 don't want you to. You're not supposed to record your your auditions, but I sneak a recorder in so I can hear how it actually sounded. But yeah, where aren't you supposed to record your auditions? I don't know. They don't want like like electronic devices kind of going on, or I don't know. They they just say like turn off your phone. I'm like okay, it's off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh huh. Yeah, it's off. <laughs> Let's yeah. hope they're not listening so they don't know that you do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so Evan, what are you trying to gain some approval from someone, or, or are you just doing this for yourself? Like, it sounds like you really just – you love this and you have a passion for it. Uh, I do have a passion for it, man. I, I don't think I'm really seeking anyone's approval. Uh, I mean, it's always nice to make people happy, but, uh, you know, I just love doing – whatever it is, playing music or, or, you know, just helping people out being in, in the production world. Like it's just fun and exciting for me. Still like doing it after all this time. So tell us a little bit about your touring life. What was it like out on the road? You, and what are some of the bands that you're allowed to talk about? <laughs> you know, I can say names, but I, you know, um, recently I've spent like probably like the last four or five years with a band called taking back Sunday. I've been doing monitors for them and uh, you know, I've been lucky to be able to, to like uh, drum tech and, and, and do audio for, for a ton of bands from like rock and roll genres and punk rock stuff from like bad religion and young, the giant and 30 seconds to Mars to like pop artists, like, uh, uh, like some of the one direction guys and, uh, and Rihanna and stuff like that to like, you know, doing some, some crazy other like classical productions. So I, I, I think it's super fun uh, and exciting. Some of the projects I get to work on. Sometimes it's, it's a, it's tough being away from home and, and, and dealing with that. I've been lucky the last couple of years to, to be able to do a lot of more like corporate stuff and spend a lot more time at home. Um, but you know, anything I can work on related to the music industry, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Right, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I'm in the same kind of profession as you doing the tech stuff, and I love it. It's it's become a real passion of mine. Do you do you find that like you look forward to it, and it's like really like a, a pleasure to do it? Yeah, man. You know, you get satisfaction out of being able to to do these things and be a part of it. At the end of the day, you're like, oh, cool. People showed up and they enjoyed themselves, and and I was part of that. Right, right. Do you do you ever uh, do you ever plan on uh, maybe having a band of your own that does that level of a show? Uh, I would love to. I I honestly would. Um, if I had the right ability and time to do it, I would love to do it in a second. Right. Yeah. It's all about that that big issue of time. <laughs> of course. You know. So, I'm still so Charlie. Playing. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so Charlie, what was your professional career like? Um, I do, I do play with some uh, with some pop stars that come. I don't uh, get on. I haven't been on a on a on a tour, but uh, oftentimes there'll be like singers or artists that come through L.A. and they don't they don't bring the horn line with them, so they hire when they get to L.A. And so I've done uh, performed with some people like that, but uh, like the majority of my playing is kind of 
classical. I've been playing a lot of musicals lately and I don't know, kind of <laughs> anything trombone related. Is it right. bass so what or are some of the musicals? Um, I've been I've played a lot. I've played a lot of the classics like um Oklahoma, like um the uh, like uh <laughs> oh uh, carousel. I don't know, there's a lot. <laughs> uh I've played cats, I've played a new one, uh, In the Heights. It's the uh, same guy who did the uh, the music for Hamilton. That was his first show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot that kind of blend together now. Right, yeah. It all kind of, once you start doing, you know, over a hundred of them, you know, it's like, ah, what happened? What did I do? <laughs> Evan, do you have your Olympic rings yet? <laughs> Excuse me? Do you have your Olympic rings yet? Have you been to all the continents? Uh, to all, I mean, I haven't been to Antarctica. Um, well, yeah, that's I mean, not an Olympic ring. Okay, well, I guess North and South America. I've been to Europe, Asia, Australia. And then, is that it? Africa? Is that, oh, Africa. Yeah, I've been to Africa. I've been to Morocco and South yeah. Africa. Yeah, okay. So, so, so you do have your Olympic rings. Oh, That's cool. impressive. It's been a it's a goal of mine to have my Olympic rings, which is to go to every continent that's livable. You know, even on uh, uh, a couple tours, we hit every continent, I guess, if, if that's how you consider it. Still still not Antarctica. And I, and I haven't been to a couple of the places like uh, like uh, Greenland and Iceland and uh, like random little ones in Asia, like Thailand and, and Vietnam that I would really love to go to. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot. That's crazy. Do you get to travel at all, Charlie? I do sometimes, but nothing big. Like, I got contracted to play uh, a Chinese New Year in Las Vegas and, I don't know, <laughs> other places like that. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, really, getting paid to play is really the, the, the answer here. I mean, we're being professionals, and it's it's awesome that we get to do a passion and get paid for it. It doesn't matter who it's for. That's how I feel about it. I feel like everybody that we play for is important. You know what I mean? For sure. So, so yeah, that's did you guys being a professional. Right. So when you guys were, were young, did you guys see yourselves being professional musicians? Um, I, this, this when I started, yeah, when I when I started like getting to the end of high school and like uh my private teacher was saying like like you should you should do this. We we should start preparing you for college auditions. Then that's kind of when I started seeing <laughs> Yeah, so, so you had you had an idea when you were in high school that you were going to be a professional? Yeah. Or at least try it, go to college for it. Right. What about you, Evan? Uh, I'm sorry. What was it again? So, you know, did you did you see yourself becoming a professional as a kid? Oh, yeah. You know, um, I guess all all I wanted to do was play music as a kid. And I guess uh, at the end of the day, I guess you had to make money doing it. So um, that's all I really wanted to do was try to to figure out how to do that as my goal. Um, I feel like from a super young age. So I think that's why I've been always trying to, to strive to do the next thing. 
Right on. Is that? Do you think maybe that's why you're having a hard time finding musicians to work with because you're trying to do the next thing? Yeah, I feel like uh, I'm always moving on to the next thing or trying to perfect, like uh, being the technician or or something like that. Or I'm busy looking for the next tour, and it could all lead into one thing after the other, where I'm just like, oh, I'm making myself unavailable for these things. So, you know, I right. could be missing opportunities by being too too darn busy. You know, I think it would be really cool if the two of you got together and jammed. That would be a really cool jam. <laughs> yeah. Trombone and drums. <laughs> yeah, dude, like metal drums with some, like, killer, like, Flight of the Bumblebee trombone, you know? <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. putting that together in my head right now. Here, let's listen to some metal drumming real quick. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you really are. You've gotten really tight. I, that's kind of an old track, too. If I remember correctly, that was like five years old or six years old, right? When is that? I, I, I don't even remember that one. That one was a Chioto. It was a drum cover of a Chioto's something bowl. Oh, man, that must song. have been it's, at least it 10 years show ago me or something. Old. Yeah, it's kind of old. I didn't know that. Hey, you know what, Charlie? I think the the quality is sounding pretty good. Do you still have your trombone handy? Yeah. You want to play a song for us? Sure. This awesome. um, let's hear. The one I, the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear a song of yours. Let's play it. Okay. Well, I'm gonna play a, a movement from a Bach cello suite because classical trombones didn't work like being written for very much. So we have to steal other people's music. So this is from a box cello suite. <clears throat> you crook stealing things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, there's more to it. Keep oh, playing yeah. if there's more to it. It sounds awesome. like little kids learn on cello and and then you hand it to a trombone and you're like 
oh, this is kind of hard. <laughs> right. Well, that's a lot. It sounds like a lot of slide movement. It sounded like all thirds, right? Yeah. You. Yeah. There's some leaps that are just like, oh, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> playing playing a music that's stolen from other instruments is usually really difficult. Right, because it wasn't written for the way that that instrument's played, right? Yeah, and so, so something like 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 yeah, some of the leaps are like uh, and they're just super easy. But on trombone, like it can be hard to find the partials and get them right. Right, yeah, because trombone's like a string instrument where all the wind other wind instruments have like specific fingerings. Trombone, there's no real like fingering there's a, there's a slide position and and like a string yeah you can set it set your finger down or the slide and just ever so slightly flat or sharp and it changes the entire tuning of the instrument it's really a difficult instrument to play so what's your uh, practice regiment like um i usually spend about like a half an hour to 40 minutes kind of whenever i wake up or in late morning or something like that just just working on fundamentals and kind of making sure those are still up kept like playing long tones and playing scales articulations and lip slurs those are all good fundamentals for all brass but i start with that like every day just to make sure it's it's up to par and still still there nice. and then um usually take a break after that but then come back sometime later in the day and if i have some some gig coming up i'll bust out that music or if not i'll just play something fun kind of for myself and make it hard so it can a little bit. So you can challenge yourself a bit? Yeah. So do you find that you have to challenge yourself and keep yourself like pushing to get better so that you don't lose interest or is it just something that, that you have to do because you're just driven to get that much better? I, th- I think I, I have to do that because otherwise then like, like, Slowly, like my, my skill level will will go down slowly if I don't constantly be trying something really hard or playing at like technical things. Otherwise, that kind of goes slowly; it just kind of fades away. Right. So it's kind of, it's kind of a more it's a maintenance thing as well. But yeah, it's fun to I don't know work something up hard. Yeah, because you start to lose things like your embouchure and your position. Yeah. Right? So you start to slip yeah, a, a lot little of it, bit on. Yeah, a lot of it's small muscles in in your face, and it's like if if you stop working out for you know a month, which you can't go back to the same weights you're at, you know, when you're doing it every day. It's very right. true. Yeah. So, so Evan, what's your practices look like? You know, these days I'm not very uh, I'm not very strict, and uh, when I go, I just want to kind of have fun and 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 learn some new songs or something that I've been listening to or something like that. So I usually just uh, like jam with my in-ears in and, uh, you know, just learn some fun songs, jam to some rock tunes or or whatever I'm kind of listening to at the time. What kind of stuff are you listening to right now? Uh, You know, I love uh, like some of the oldies. I love like the Beatles still. I love the Beach Boys. I'm really into... uh, uh, man, you know, I'm still into like the Clash and the Ramones and uh, some new bands like the Menzingers, like like punk rock, 
pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. I don't know. Um, you know, just kind of all over the place in, in, in the rock world. And then uh, like the Foo Fighters, I love jamming to those kind of tunes, like cool rock tunes, Queens of the Stone Age, um, you know, all different kinds of uh, rock stuff. And like, uh, you know, I don't know if I've been jamming to too many pop tunes lately, but, you know, it's usually stuff like that. More more classic Rocky, maybe. Right on. It sounds like you've grown up a bit, because I remember when you were like, death metal! <laughs> and then like, well, no, it wasn't death metal. What was it? It was uh, hardcore and then uh, grindcore, right? That was the one, grindcore. Yeah, a lot of technical yeah. stuff back in the day. You know, sometimes I, I can still I can still dig on it, but, you know, I like I like playing tunes that complement uh, that complement a song a little bit. You know, I I like hooks and 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 cool uh, choruses and and clever lyrics and stuff like that. So complimenting that kind of stuff is cool. So I kind of like uh, being like a little bit more of a like a laid back dad version of what I used to be. <laughs> dad rock. <laughs> so uh, you know, is there is there an artist? an album or an instructor that really pushed you into becoming a musician, Evan? Uh, you know, my uncle, when I was really young, always influenced me into playing music. And my next door neighbor was a drummer when I was growing up and he played in a band. And I always just like thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and then I had band instructors along the way that were always really helpful. Like in middle school, this guy, uh, Mr. Striegel, he was great. And, uh, who did I have? Like at MI, I had great instructors, Chuck Silverman, Andy, uh, Magna, um, who was there? Sorry. Uh, Gary Hess. I mean, I had these great teachers, uh, uh, Rob Carson, um, you know, there's just like all these great players and then just like idolizing all the greats, you know, just like being able to like sit down and listen to a record was inspiring enough to me to just be like, man, I just want to learn how to play these drums better. Like, how can I do this better? <laughs> so how long does it take you to learn a song when you first hear it? Um, I guess if it's just like a, a straightforward rock tune, maybe like a, a, a listen through or two, depending on if there's some, some weird hits or something like that. But uh, it's usually not too bad. You know, it's more, more than <laughs> anything. I think it's about keeping my hands uh, fresh uh, or like, I, I, I don't, I don't have the calluses that I used to from playing all the time. Right. Cause you're not so, playing all the time. Yeah. It's the same thing he was talking about with stamina. Like my hands can feel it. Um, like, I still I still try to keep healthy and 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 do my best to to keep up, but man, I can feel it if I play for a couple hours or something like that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, it's like running a mile. Most people don't realize how much effort goes into playing the drums. I mean, yeah. you're you're really smashing into those instruments like like a heavyweight baseball player or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know. So, I've learned a lot to to lay back again, like I said, a little bit more of the dad rock these days, but you know, still, still giving good tone. Like I said, respecting the instrument and giving a good, clear, loud tone, but 
Um, I think playing with in-ears and the ability to like have instruments mic'd up has allowed me to realize that you don't have to hit it as gosh darn hard anymore. <laughs> right. So I was I was trying to find music from from uh, your past and stuff to play, and I came across the, you know, that secretary was uh, playing or releasing an album that you guys recorded back what was it 10 years 15 years ago that you're nostalgically releasing now yeah you know we never actually released it we went and recorded it in the winter of 2017 like january two or 2007 excuse me not 17 uh so yeah it's it's coming up on about 11 years or so ago but uh we never released it and the singer decided to take it on as a passion project and uh and release it on vinyl and um do some custom screen printed uh covers and there's a couple cool different vinyl colors that he's doing so it's a cool little project i think it should be really cool i think he's only doing like a run of like 50 or 100 of them so it's a cool little run oh so it's a, a limited run get him find it at the secretary facebook page but i was yeah. watching videos and God, you guys are so loud, man. Oh, my God. I was watching the one video, and you can't understand anything in the video. Like, when you're on your phone, it's just like... <laughs> it could have been. I think I think some of the videos that are on that thing are like, we played in a kitchen, and you can kind of make out what was going on, but there's just, like, 20 kids packed in this tiny kitchen in Florida or something like that. And you're just like, all right, let's do this. And it was like... I mean, it's like 2006, 2007, so it's not the the most uh, up-to-date technology, you know. Right. We didn't have these cheap digital mixers that did everything that they do now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was a struggle to get a live performance on a on a Motorola or something. Oh, God, yeah, we were using, like, Razer phones. Remember those things? Charlie, you had one. I'm sure you've recorded a few trombone parts on it. They sound awful, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't keep, I didn't keep very many of them on after I recorded them. Like, nah, nah, this one's going away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just captured one forever. It is now forever in print on the show. And hey, you want? Do you have another song available to play for us? Yeah, I could play a part from a from another one. That'd be awesome. Yeah. came from an etude book and it's just nice little pre- pretty little melodies like that and so that was number 17 <laughs> right on etude number 17 out of the book yeah <laughs> that was real nice 
So, so you know, Charlie, you've done a lot of work in the classical and theater world. What is that like? I I know that's quite a bit different because I work in the theater world. You know, how much how much rehearsal goes in before you do your first opening night show? Um, usually there'll be a for for a musical there'll be a like a sit down rehearsal where like um sometimes in the theater sometimes not and uh that'll be just kind of the the read through day and then the the next time you play it will be like a, a dress rehearsal and so maybe two or three times looking at the book and then and then it's opening night so you what's, like what's really hard for her bam. Yeah, what's really what's even harder is when you're you're a sub for a musical because sometimes these musicals that I've been doing like go for a whole month, and so uh, other friends that are playing the musical will call me the sub for them if they can't make a night, and those ones are can be pretty stressful because all you get is one audit, meaning uh, you're just sitting down there in the pit next to the other trombone player. You're not playing. All you're doing is just watching him play, and then the next time you're in that chair, you're playing the show. So it's a big sight reading. Uh, Challenge. Yeah, so you have racking. to be able to read. You have to be able to just yeah. sight read like crazy on that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I do. <laughs> I do. I try and just sometimes like open, get new books, and open it up, you know, and just put on a metronome and try and play and keep up. Try and keep up the sight reading skills. So have the theaters uh, gone digital yet, or are they all still uh, on paper? Uh, they like a. Uh, they use uh, like the large iPad monsters or whatever, and they like they have their their music on PDF, and they just do that and have a foot pedal to turn the page. And but most of the time, like, um, most of the shows I've played, like uh, the company, the theater company has to rent the rent the music from someplace, and then yeah, so it's still book most of the time. So, so do you have a like a, a whole bookcase full of just music books that you read out of, and you just pull out of it and practice your sight reading? Yeah, <laughs> I do have a couple of like plastic like uh, drawer things and stuff, and lots and lots of music. But <laughs> usually, like um, these two, like these were just ones that the pieces I played, and so. I'm just kind of working my way through those books right now. Right on. So do you play Thanks. with like a lot of community theater or uh, community um, orchestras and uh, uh, symphonies as well? Yeah, but when they have community attached to them, that means they usually don't pay. And so, <laughs> right. but yeah, a lot of a lot of regional a lot of regional orchestras. Like every little city has an orchestra. Even Burbank, <laughs> I've played. I performed with them last year, and. Uh, Oh, right on. Yeah, like Symphony Santa Monica, like, I don't know, anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. I've driven pretty far for a lot of things. <laughs> Do you still live in Burbank, or are you living elsewhere now? I live in Long Beach now. Oh, you're down in Long Beach. Oh, right on. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of a good area, or area to be for, like, the L.A. scene, because, uh, or this is, I think it is, because, uh, it's not too hard to get into LA or Hollywood kind of sucks, but you can still do a lot of LA gigs and then you can even get down to Orange County really easily for, for those gigs. Right. So it gives you a, a wider reach of two, com- two big counties and communities. I see that. 
Do you go out, do you do like the Inland Empire and stuff like that as well? Yeah, is that like, well, I think this year, like I played like at a church in Ventura, like all the way out there. (laughs) That's for you. That's like a two and a half hour drive, isn't it? Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a regular church gig. They, it was just going to be the organist and then solo trombone playing like the offering and all like the other musical numbers in the church service. So it was kind of fun. It was like a mini recital I got to do with, with an organ. Organ's really fun to play with because it's one instrument I'm not going to be able to play louder than. <laughs> right. Very true. Yeah. So it's kind of fun, like, to start, like, start really going for it, and then she bumps it up. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually could see Evan being louder than you. What do you think, Evan? You think you could be louder than him? You know, I'd give it a run for his money, but uh, I'm, I might be a little louder. Yeah, definitely. Percussion <laughs> is. I've, I sit in the back row of most, most orchestras, and the, the very last thing behind me is the percussion. I, I have ear earplugs on my case, on my cases. Oh, of course, you just got like the wall of cymbals and loud stuff behind you. <laughs> yeah. Worst is like the yeah, piercing is like somebody hitting a wood a wood block like repeated. It's just piercing on the ears. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah. yeah. Like that Tool Anima song where it comes in, like a pattern like that right in your ear sitting in the back row is like the absolute worst. It is hands down. There cannot be anything worse than that woodblock. Just maybe a cowbell. What's worse, yeah, a cowbell uh, or a woodblock, Charlie? Uh, I think the, the woodblock wins. I was playing this um, piece called Short Run on a Fast Machine, and it's... Uh, it's just a wood block the entire the entire time, and it's like giving me a headache. <laughs> so, so Evan, you know, we've kind of briefly talked about this, but do you have a, a plan like in actually putting together a band? Are you are you like actively seeking people that you want to play with so that you can put together something, or are you just kind of just taking it as it comes. Um, you know, I'm not super actively doing it currently. You know, it's always in the back of my brain. And if I found that right group of people, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Or even if it's just that one person that I'm going to collaborate with or something like that, just writing cool songs. Um, but um, it's not, it's not in my immediate, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm about a week and a half away from, from uh, leaving home for for seven weeks for Europe for uh, for an arena tour in Europe, so you know it's not exactly in my immediate, but you know I'm always looking for things, and even when I'm away, I'm always trying to trying to do little things here and there. Do you ever release stuff of your own? Like, do you have Ableton and play around in that, or Logic, or any of that stuff? I have Ableton, and uh, you know I've I've written some stuff on my own and I like just mostly like loops. It's like, I have like a MIDI controller and I'll just like make loops and and some cool stuff that I can play drums to and just practice more than anything. Nothing too serious. I like to, you know, I just like jamming with friends more than anything. You know, if you can make some cool sequences on a, on a, on a drum machine and uh, use some fun uh, analog synthesizers or something like that. Just uh, having some fun with friends, something like that. 
playing drums, even if they're electronic drums, making some, uh, right. Making some like electronic instruments, uh, and then using MIDI controllers to, uh, to just jam in, in fun ways and stuff like that. Like I have a lot of friends that work in, uh, in live production with Ableton and making instruments. So there's a lot of fun, wacky things out there to play with. Yeah. There's a lot of cool noises to make. Absolutely. Do you play with like the things like the, the DTX multi 12 or like the, you know, those drum pads with the multi pads? Yeah. DTX is exactly what I have. Uh, I worked on a tour with a guy, uh, that uh plays yamaha drums and yamaha electronics and i fell in love with the uh the operating system and just had to get one of my own they're really cool i uh i love playing them but i also love uh spds and they are the spdsx like that kind of stuff i mean i think just like all these electronics are great like even uh uh cool controllers like uh drum cat like they're like on a little bit more on the high-end midi controller side of things or like rolly and stuff but there's so much cool stuff out there, man. Um, it's always awesome to see what they're doing and just play with all the stuff, get your hands on it. That's one of the cool things about working with what I do. It's just like a lot of people are just like, Oh, we want you to play this stuff. We want people to see what it's all about. So we get all this new technology all the time that we get to play with. So I think that's half the fun. So, so Charlie, Charlie, you know, when, all this electronic stuff comes out and all these musicians start playing electric instruments and everybody starts paying more attention to that and the 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 need for people in your position that play, you know, I'll call it organic instruments. Um, you know, what what's gonna happen? What what's your plan? Do you have do you have a background on piano? Do you do you produce and do other stuff or do you, what's your plan? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's there's a place for, for the electronic stuff, but a lot of people still really like, like live horn sound, like Bruno Mars is kind of bringing back that style of, of music with a live horn line in there, in his group. And like there's all the movies are still being, or most of the movies and now even uh, video games are like, uh, their soundtracks are being made by live orchestras. Oh, wow. There's, Are there's you other... involved in any of that? Um, I played with a group in, called the Golden State Pops Orchestra, and it's their goal to only play movie and video game music. So I've played a lot of, of both. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, game music is really hard to play. They, they really make that stuff hard. There's an entire genre of music that I'm sure Evan really likes, which is, uh, you know, Nintendo core <laughs> and all they do is like hardcore out metal or or hardcore out like you know Nintendo songs. It's wild. So here, let's listen to this. This is a uh, the orchestra that Charlie plays with. Uh, you can better describe what what it is. It's one of the movements from uh, a Star Wars medley. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was it was with the Golden State Pops Orchestra. And so it, this was um, a Star Wars Connect. So I think this was like a I think it was a, a video game game and all right just, well, just bring up the yeah enjoy <laughs> yeah well here we go we're gonna hear it
nothing in British sports like. Yeah, that's an awesome song. I love how brassy it is. It's like the super yeah, brassy yeah. That, that kind of turned into like some like imperial death march or something. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, how many rehearsals did you get to to actually with the orchestra uh, that before? One, that was that was on two rehearsals. Two rehearsals for that one. Two rehearsals. So it's you got to. So how many weeks do you get the the piece to practice? Uh, if they're if they're good, they'll they'll send us out a PDF or some way we can look it up online and print it out if we want to practice it. But uh, a lot of the gigs I do is just kind of show up to the first rehearsal and the music's on the stand. <laughs> and it sounds that good. I mean, that to, yeah. to be uh, that level is just like, it, it. it's good work, man. You sound fantastic. You do a great job. There, <laughs> Thank you. There's other musicians playing in that one, too. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, it's a whole orchestra. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you're doing a fantastic job. You're, you're all over the place, it sounds like. You're playing with all the orchestras. Do you have a day job? No. I just, I, I do fill in the gaps with uh, teaching. I, I, I coach at uh, John Muir Middle School back in Burbank. And uh, so I'll awesome. just show up like once a week. I'm like, all the trombone players, we're going outside. And then uh, I have a few private students I also teach. And that's kind of it. Right on. So, so you you you've figured out a way to make music just pay for your life, pretty much. It sounds like. Do you yeah. have a? Do you have the the a desire to? How often? I don't know how to word this. Sorry. Um. So, have how often do you try out for orchestras like the Hollywood Bowl or the you know the L.A. Phil and stuff like that? Do you try out every year? Do you just try out once? Do you do you wait? You know what, what's the deal with that? When are you doing it? When am I going to hear that you're in the LA Phil? <laughs> um, those groups are like starting. Like the audition process is not perfect, and so like the way like a lot of like it's kind of it's well it's like a job like like there's when somebody leaves like the the orchestra will ask somebody to like fill in for a while, and if they like that person, that person automatically has like you know a pretty much it's their audition to lose. And so it's not perfect. And so it gets really frustrating when you hear like, Oh, so-and-so won this job. Like, yeah, of course they were, they're the sub for the last two years. Like why'd they even hold the audition? <laughs> so it can be frustrating and gets dark for like some guys have been doing it for a while doing like taking all the auditions, but I don't know. Once a year would be good. <laughs> right. Plus, like, so so some, more or less, you got to do a sub position to be able to get into the real position. Do you, do you get a chance to audition for sub roles? No, it's uh how, how the subs, most subs work is like um, the person that can't do it or is going to be unavailable for it. They, they say, I have a sub coming in. Like if I, if I'm doing like playing with an orchestra or playing with um like I'm not gonna be able to make it. You tell the the contractor, and then either they say like, "We'll find a sub," or "Can you recommend one?" And so then I send in a buddy, and that's how I've gotten a lot of these uh, a lot of little gigs. It's like um, just through other trombone players, like like, "Hey, can you do this one day?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then meet the contractor when I'm there, and 
hopefully he calls me. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work to even just get a gig. It's not easy. Practice makes gigs. <laughs> there you That's go. what a, a so teacher told me. <laughs> practice makes gigs, huh? I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, when's your ne- when's your next performance? Do you have anything uh, planned coming up, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. I'm playing. Um, I'm actually playing euphonium with um with this group called the Southern California Brass Consortium, and they're they're at the at the beginning of May, and then later in May I'm going back up to to Idlewild. They have a arts school up there, and they don't have enough trombone players, so they hire professionals to fill in the gaps. Was, I'm looking forward to that one because they they put us up in a rental cabin. And like all the meals are are like covered. I was talking to some of the other trombone players that are doing it too, and like sounds like it's just like a big party and <laughs> like play some good fun orchestra music. Right on, yeah, it sounds fun. Well, hey guys, I really yeah. appreciate you guys coming out on the show and uh, talking to everyone, Evan and uh, Charlie. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys soon and keeping in touch with your guys' music career. I'm gonna be uh, this is the end of the show, so. Thanks for coming out and uh, listening. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Show your support by subscribing and sharing. Music from people I know.